This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today we have a returning guest actually here on the Game Changers Experience. His name is Les Evans, a really good friend of mine. If you don't know who Les is, actually, he was actually back where he actually recorded a show with us back on episode 33, right? So back in the archives. But today he's back. I've asked him to come back on the show because he's he's actually discovered some interesting breakthroughs and I wanted him to share those breakthroughs with you guys. So who is Les Evans? Well, Les is a former CEO for an investment company. He's an international speaker. He's spoken in over 24 countries. He's spoken to thousands of entrepreneurs and small businesses as well. He's worked with millionaires as well as billionaires, as well as sports stars, athletes, and entrepreneurs alike. I call him actually the disruptive marketing genius. I actually labeled him that. And he was like, wow, that's, in- that's impressive. I love that. But anyway, listen, enough chit chat. We're going to be talking a little bit about something that I am fascinated now, you probably, you guys have probably heard of neuroscience, right? So neuroscience is being used everywhere, right? Uh, sometimes there's this kind of what I call um, conception about what neuroscience is always or, or is not. But what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about a concept called nudges. Now, you're probably thinking, what the hell is a nudge? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to be sharing some examples. We're going to be sharing how you guys can get your prospects to make faster decisions using nudges. And we're going to be talking about some of the common nudges and what Les has discovered and how you can increase your sales as well. So without further ado, Les Evans, welcome to the show. Woohoo! Thank you. Thank you very much. I feel like Elvis Presley. <laughs> Thank you. Great, great, great to have you back on the show. And I know um, I'm excited about um, today. And um, the, I was going to ask you, actually, I mean, it's been 18 months, which is a long time, 18 months since you were last on the show and whatever it is. Mm-hmm. How, um, I suppose my opening question is, is, what have you been doing over the last 18 months? And what's kind of the big, what I call the big discoveries that you've learned over the last 18 months? I'm, I'm a big believer of, you know, entrepreneurs and speakers alike and, and our podcast um, uh, um, guests are always evolving. I'd love to know what, you, what, you, what your thoughts are. Well, that's thanks. That's a, actually a great question. And the, the answer to that is I had no, probably like a lot of people, obviously we've seen a massive shift in the world, that, needless to say. Right. But I found something really interesting going on prior to like 2020. I noticed it when I was speaking in Singapore and Australia, that I noticed that people at the seminar were reacting differently than they had in the past to the material I was talking about. And I was like, well, this is rather curious, like what's going on here? And then, so I kind of really, and then of course, when the whole COVID thing hit, I decided to really dive back in and say, what is going on with human behavior? And I found a couple of different things. It's number one, it's kind of obvious that obviously we're in a very, dynamic world right now there's a word for it dynamic <laughs> it's, it's very it's very 
it's challenging, it's difficult, it's frustrating. Uh, that's one thing. So we have that dynamic going along with a lot of fear and you know mistrust and stuff. But having said that, prior to that, really what's taken place, I dove into something called neuroscience, which is basically just how our brains work. And what's happened is we learned more in the past five years about human behavior and buying behavior than all of human history. Mm-hmm. So the biggest discovery is this. Everything we knew about why people buy and how they buy is wrong. <laughs> because, I mean, for all the billions of dollars spent on marketing research, what, what the scientists have found is we are not logical. So for years, people thought we are thinking machines that feel once in a while. Turns out it's the exact opposite. We're feeling machines that think rarely. <laughs> so, so what happens is our, when we use our sales and marketing strategies, we're always trying to do like facts and figures, features mm-hmm. and benefits. We're writing copy to be persuasive and make a logical argument. But the real buying decision is made subconsciously in the primal brain. And that speaks a different language altogether. Mm-hmm. So basically, yes, we still have to have our facts and figures, but the logical brain merely justifies the sale. It literally cannot buy at all. (laughs) So here's the, yeah, that's a big surprise, right? Now, what's really interesting about this is there's certain little buttons you can push in the subconscious brain and they're called nudges. And it's kind of like this, nudges, traditional marketing, like I was explaining a few minutes ago, has always been based on trying to get somebody to buy, mostly for our reasons, and not the buyer's reasons. Right. So the, the reason people buy is really for their own reasons. And that's actually more complicated than we ever thought because we're not rational. It turns out we are completely and utterly irrational. Like I have a really good, I have a really good friend here in uh, near Toronto, Canada, and uh, he just got himself a, a, well, a used, but it might as well be new, a, a McLaren automobile. And, and I can assure you the reason he bought that is because it has a 0.022 drag coefficient ratio and it's good on fuel, right? <laughs> I have no clue what that means, by the way. I don't know you guys, but maybe, unless there are- yeah. Yeah, <laughs> It means it's, it's slippery <laughs> through the wind and it goes fast, right? <laughs> so what's really interesting is neuroscience that I'm talking about here was all about how do we talk to the subconscious brain and persuade it? But it's really gone underground in the past five years, as I've noticed, because all the big companies like Apple, Google, Microsoft, and particular today, uh, governments and politicians are using nudging. And nudging is kind of like, instead of trying to push a horse to do something, you simply give it what it wants. You simply hold an apple in front of it, and it will come to you and eat the apple, and the horse will go wherever you want. So... (laughs) The best way I can describe it is you're basically giving so you're instead of working against the brain and arguing with the logical brain, you're sort of simply working with the human behavior that's very natural. So human beings have very natural behaviors that we do automatically, and there's certain things, certain emotions, and certain things we respond to. Uh, and if you just put them out there, and I'm going to give you some examples of nudges, but it's basically 
if you put these out there, people have a natural proclivity to do this. For example, and I, I want to use this because you and I talked about this for a second. Okay. Remember the bathrooms in Chifol Airport in Amsterdam? Oh, in Amsterdam. Yeah. So this is a perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is kind of silly. I think we could go there. We're, we're 18 years old here. So Absolutely. it's okay. So one of the challenges uh, with men, particularly in bathrooms, we have, you know, urinals, basically, uh, <laughs> when we have to use the facilities. And as much as we aim to do well, quite often our aim is off the mark, and it becomes problematic and messy in the bathroom. So a neuroscientist said, you know, one thing little boys do is they tend to practice aiming when they're little boys out in the farm. And so, so they, what they did is they painted little house flies in the urinals. And sure enough, men being men, remember from being little boys, we're trying to aim to hit the flies. That's called a nudge. And interestingly enough, it actually improved the hygiene by something like 35%. <laughs> so it's incredible. So the best way I can describe a nudge is this. You use something that is natural to a human being's behavior. It's an organic strategy and it costs nothing. Wow. This is the biggest. You can make slight shifts in human behavior working with the subconscious and it costs nothing. It's a behavioral change and it's simply shifting somebody's perspective. Does that make sense so far? Absolutely. 100% makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I, I know that you're going to be sharing a, a few other examples of, of, yeah. of, of, of how to shift someone's perspective. But I think okay, yeah. it's interesting. So you were talking about shifting someone's perspective, but then how hmm. does that relate to people's awareness? You know, so like, do you, do you know what I mean? It's like maybe someone might not actually be aware of what their, I don't know, their particular behavior or whatever it is that you want them to do type of thing or expectation or whatever. How does, how does that differ? Well, actually that's the sneaky part about nudges. <laughs> they, they are designed to slip to the subconscious below your level of awareness. Most times you'll have no clue. Well, mind you, I've shared a chart with you today uh, that contains 18 nudges. We'll talk about some of those today that you can use as business strategies. I'll yep, discuss yes. how. Yeah. But what they do is because they're natural behaviors, unless you know what they are, you'll be you'll be hoodwinked by them. <laughs> so they slip. It's not a conscious thing. They go straight to the bottom. Let me give you an example in a, in a retail store, for example. Okay. Sure. Really simple, because that's easy to relate to. So a retail store, for example, if you want to sell more toothpaste, one of the things you can do is put mirrored strips right at eye level where people are buying the toothpaste and toothbrushes because people, what do they do when they see a mirror? Every person, you know, looks in a mirror. That's a very natural <laughs> behavior. Am I right? Very true. So Unless it's the women, they, they tend to apply makeup rather than looking at their teeth. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to get into trouble with my wife on that one. But so you put mirrored strips right at eye level where people are buying the toothpaste and they're going to be like this. That's a nudge right there. That's a nudge. It's, it's making things super, super obvious. For example, I don't know if they did this where you were, but here in Canada, because of the social distancing things, what they did is they put little stickers on the floor with yep. two feet, six feet apart. Right. Same. That's a nudge. You in know, fact, you know, you know, I was going to, sorry to interrupt, but I was going to, I was actually going to say to you, like those stickers, they kind of remind me of, Hey, who do you think you are? Do you think I'm stupid or something kind of thing? <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I guess, I suppose it, 
creates complacency, I guess. I don't know. Well, what happens is one of the nudges is called conformity. Conformity is okay. the nudge. Yeah. So if people and authority is another nudge. So the yeah. government it put the sticker there. So I must conform and I must follow authority. <laughs> and people literally, literally would stand on the stickers. <laughs> now, what's really funny is I actually used that many years ago when I was working at a trade show. And the problem is the main trade show was in this big arena and they had stuck my booth to a room to the side. <laughs> and everybody who walked in, human beings are just like horses. They look straight ahead, okay? They, everybody who would walk in a trade show would immediately go to the main room, look around, then walk out, and I'd get totally ignored. And I was like, right. oh my gosh, I've spent, I don't know if you've ever done trade shows or things like this before, but people I can relate. So I, I, I spent thousands of dollars in this booth. <laughs> I was like, I've got to do something. And I happened to have some, uh, what do you call it, recipe cards that were, uh, what do you call it, neon psychedelic colors, pinks and reds and greens or whatever. I cut out arrows and I taped them to the floor so that when people would walk in, the arrows went straight to my booth. <laughs> and the funny thing, <laughs> swear to God, swear to God, the, the, the organizer flipped out on me and you can't do that. And I said, either I get my money back or the arrows are staying. And so they did. And every single person who walked in came straight to my booth. Love it. That's a nudge. That's a nudge. It, I mean, it's simple, a little stuff like that. But if you want to I helped a client, for example, who sells beautiful costume jewelry. I mean, great stuff. Yep. And they sell them in tourism stores in Singapore, but they weren't getting the buying happening like they should have. Hmm. And I said, all we're going to do is we're going to get some portable LED lamps that are brighter than hell and shine <laughs> in. Sure enough, when you walk in, that's all you can see because jewelry glitters, right? Right. So that's a nudge. It, people are automatically attracted to bright things. We kind of laugh about cats and dogs chasing laser printers or yep. pointers. Yep. Human beings are exactly oh the my same God. thing. You know, oh, look, it's a UFO. <laughs> so <laughs> so those, are, those are some kinds of nudges, for example, in, um, in retail. But they used one that was really funny in France because people are getting hurt or killed crossing intersections with jaywalking. Right. So what they did is they put special sensors in and when somebody would jaywalk, all of a sudden, this really loud sound of a car screeching <laughs> would go on. Yeah. And then they would take a camera and get a photo of the person's face and display it as they cross the street. And so every they could see the person could see what they look like just before they were going to get killed. They're all like, <laughs> like crap. Yeah, that's, that's called nudging. Oh, so you're wow. taking you're taking natural behaviors and modifying them. So there's all sorts of fun tricks like that, that are fun, but you can, another one for retail again, is putting things at eye level. It sounds so simple, but it's, it's really being mastering the obvious. Yeah. You know, don't, you know, don't let people it, use their imaginations. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting, right? So, um, and, and, and I'm sure this is a nudge, by the way, <laughs> where you put basically the premium products at eye level, and then you put the non-premium products at the bottom, yet the, the non-premium products are actually better than the premium products and they're cheaper. Yeah. Yep. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's a, so 
here's let me share some uh, some of the nudges from a marketing standpoint, particularly if you're online or an entrepreneur. We can use some of them off the charts uh, that I've sent you. And then I'd, I'd love to go through um, an, an advert that was placed by the UK government to encourage people to get their vaccines and how <laughs> nudges are used in that. And I think you, I think your audience is going to be blown away when they hear this. I think, that's gonna, I think, I think we're definitely going to have we're going to have to have you share that. What I was going to say, I know that you guys are listening to this uh, on the audio or whatever it might be. And, you know, what I was going to say to you, if you haven't already got a notebook and pen handy, you should already have it there because I know that I want you to kind of like imagine, and sometimes it can be really hard to kind of visualize what like Les is saying, but some of the examples that he's given are really super simple. So I know that uh, Les, you've created, um, I said 18 different nudges, is that right? Or you discovered 18 yep. different nudges, right? Yep. So maybe mm-hmm. we could like go through some of the most common ones and, and how they can be applied in the business world today. Yeah. Okay. So let's take a few that you would already recognize, but you just didn't know they were a nudge. For example, <laughs> if you go to a website and you see a trust symbol or a badge on there, mm-hmm. you've probably seen websites like that. Yeah, like TripAdvisor. Pardon me? Like TripAdvisor. Trip yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's a nudge right there. Because another another nudge that I'd mentioned just before is authority. Anything that comes from authority that looks official, like a badge or a trust symbol, is a nudge. We are hardwired for survival, and part of our survival recognizes the, you know, the pecking order. Got it, got it, got it. So anytime you appeal to authority, or if it's certified, this is why certifications are so important. You know, I I know some people who are certifiably crazy, but that's another story. (laughs) But... uh, so that's one of them. Um, scarcity is another one. That's pretty obvious, fear of missing out. But what's really interesting is how many ways you can use scarcity. Uh, too many people, unfortunately, use scarcity and say, well, if you don't buy the car today, it's going to be gone. You know, it's been so overused. <laughs> but there are other ways to use that. But that's, that's one of them. Here's another one that's really, really popular. A challenge. Mm-hmm. Challenges are so popular in, in online marketing. I know you know this. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. we, are, we are naturally competitive. It's all like, again, the primal brain is all about survival and competing for better, you know, better mates, better food. It's all about competing with resources. So we are hardwired to compete. Men compete with men. They compete with women. We all compete with each other. So you throw down a challenge, you throw down the gauntlet, that it, people just automatically go towards that. You, you might not, and it's funny, if you can't change somebody's behavior, the old saying was throw down the gauntlet or throw down the glove. You challenge somebody and all of a sudden they automatically rise to the occasion. It's like pressing, again, these are psychological buttons. So we've got you know, that, or here's another one, I believe you've used, um, what, what else is another nudge? People like games and quizzes. You can lead people's behavior through games and quizzes. So what I'm doing here is just throwing out some of the obvious ones that you've seen, you know, in marketing, but you didn't know that they were a nudge. What I'd like to, we'll get into a couple of this. Of course, like if you have reviews, like you said, TripAdvisor reviews, that's social proof right. and social proof is part of conformity. Well, if they're buying it, I'm buying it too. 
Does that make sense? That so the key sense. is uh, the more of these things you can use in your marketing, the less thinking people will do. Hmm. Because the one thing we all hate hearing is, I want to think about it. <laughs> so, so what nudges do is they basically get people to kind of choose you by default. In fact, sometimes, like, uh, here's another one. And you see this all the time. It's called obvious choice. You ever go sign up for one of these subscription plans and they have the uber duber entrepreneur one and then the you suck for free one and then there's the <laughs> right and then there's the one in the middle you know preferred choice that's highlighted in blue yeah i mean that's kind of obvious but that's another one it's your choice here's another one amazon does this all the time it's called your favorite Based on what you've purchased before, we thought you'd be interested in this. Here's your favorites. See, because people love an appeal to the ego. Ego is a big one. Status, in fact, I, I can just share this with you right now. The greatest driver of the primal brain is status. By far, everything that gives you status, which is why my friend bought his McLaren. That's pretty high, <laughs> pretty high status, right? But think about it. Think about this from a just obvious point. People love to be first. They love to be on top. They love to be known because when you're, you know, like if you're a movie star, rock star, whatever, athlete, you have status. And people who have status, they get free shit that we, pardon my language, don't have, you would pay for. You know, you get the food, you get the hotels, you get the jets, you, you have better resources. So, you know, that's kind of one of them. And another really simple one that's used all the time is free offers. That's called in a reciprocal. I'll scratch my back, you scratch mine, right? So these are the really, really simple ones. But a couple of the really cool ones, if you want to get into those, we can, we can share a couple of those too. I hope this is making sense so far. Absolutely. I mean, because there, because there are 18 different um, nudges and whatever it is, you've shared some really good examples of where especially in marketing, like you mentioned around marketing and how one can apply a particular nudge and at what time or whatever it is. And maybe you guys just didn't even know what a nudge was, right? Without even, it's like, whoa, I, I, I didn't think it was as, as, I didn't see it as a nudge, right? I'm sure that you're probably thinking um, or whatever it might be. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, this is before we kind of get into some of the other kind of nudges that you've mentioned. One mm -hmm. of the questions that I wrote down here actually is, are there any consequences of using nudges or, or how they're being used? Because one of the things that came to my mind, and, and, I, and I'm sure that this, I'm pretty certain that this is the case, but scammers are also using nudges as well. So I guess you've got to be kind of like really self-aware about, you know, okay, is this for real type of thing? I mean, maybe we could talk about the consequences of, of how nudges are being used. Uh, absolutely. In fact, I will, you know, your audience may be thinking, uh, well, okay, I kind of know this stuff. Yeah, right. I know what Les is taught. I've seen that. Like, I've seen the trust symbol. Okay, appeal to authority, yeah. scarcity. I, I get it. Yeah, okay. But see, again, the challenge here is do not, uh, do not lower your opinion of these things just based on their simplicity. They are so powerful. There are some serious moral and ethical arguments going on in the scientific community about these things because they may seem really simple. Oh yeah, appeal to authority. Okay, I get it. Yeah, competition, I get it. 
it is so powerful. Again, it slides right below your awareness. And I think when I share this government ad with you, you're going to go, oh, my God, you know, because the truth is there are real ethical questions that go with it. You can really seriously manipulate human behavior with this stuff. One of the reasons I put that chart together, for example, that I sent to you was to use it as a defense against nudging being used. It, it's like anything, it can be used, it's a psychological tool. We can use it to enhance human behavior, empower people, or we can you know, manipulate them to do awfully nasty stuff. And as you know, you and I see completely eye to eye on this. There is, it is not necessary to manipulate people. Selling is really pe- creating a better world for people. I like to use nudges to help people get over their limiting beliefs so they can get what they want right you know because quite often somebody will want to buy something but there's like a there's a mental block there for example that makes so to me that's the highest noblest ethical use of that stuff but that's a great question absolutely Um, i'd love for you to share your your example about the uk government where i have to hear this purely because i'm british as well and for you guys that aren't (laughs) But you've got, I, I've got, we've got to hear this, but yeah, far away. Yeah. What, what, what is the example? Okay, so just, I'll just preface this by one minute. There are two things the primal brain really responds to well. One is nudges, like I said. Yep. The other is commands, because we're so driven to obey authority. When you give a command like, eat your soup. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Particularly, and I, I know it sounds serious, funny, but here's what happens. Like, for example, uh, my wife might say to me, when you go to the supermarket, don't forget to buy the milk. Right. Well, the primal brain does not understand time. So don't <laughs> is like doing something in the future. It doesn't understand that. It also does not understand not doing something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, like, do not forget. It doesn't know. So what the primal brain here hears is forget the milk, which is a command. <laughs> And so if you want, I know it sounds silly, but if you put in your advertising copy, you know, people say, let's not forget our honored dead. Well, the primal brain is hearing forget what we should be saying is let us always remember. So that's a command. So in your marketing, here's a marketing tip for you in your copy. You can put commands in there. Remember to do this. Make sure you sign up today. Don't use negatives. Talk in present tense and use a command. So having said that, let's, uh, let's look at this thing. I'll read it to you. So this was a, I guess this was a text message sent out by the UK government. It has six nudges and three commands. First, I'm going to read it to you. Here it is. You have reached the top of the queue and are a priority for getting a free NHS COVID-19 vaccine. Please book yours now at this website or by calling 119. I'll read it again. You have reached the top of the queue and are a priority for getting a free NHS COVID-19 vaccine. Please book yours now at this website or by calling 119. Okay, that's the that's the text. Got it. Now, how does it sound to you? Pretty innocuous, just pretty plain? Pretty plain language, pretty straight to the point. Yeah, right? It doesn't sound like you think, okay, there's nothing going on here. Okay, so this is interesting because it was actually a behavioral scientist that I got this from. Uh, and I said, you missed, a, <laughs> you missed a couple in there. So here it is. First line, you have reached. Reached is a commitment. 
Okay. People love commitments. That's on my chart. Take a look. You have reached the top. Top is status. That's on the chart. Yep. Right? You have reached the top of the queue. Oh, queue is what? Social proof. Right. The conformity, the queue, you're in line. And I know how much they love queues in the UK, <laughs> especially at Heathrow, especially at Heathrow, okay? I'm right. Okay? You've reached the top. So you've reached, that's number one, the top, that's number two. The queue is number three right. and are a priority. That's scarcity. Yes, yes. That's four already. Getting, now getting is a command. Uh-huh. Getting is a command. You're okay. getting, you're getting a free, that's reciprocity. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Free NHS, that's National Health Service. Am I correct? Yes, you are correct. Okay, so that's the authority. <laughs> and here comes the next command. Book yours now at this website or calling 119. So commitment status scarcity social proof authority reciprocity plus plus three commands getting book now call wow see how that works isn't that interesting ladies and gents i love that that's a great example it's, by the way it's it's pretty crazy now again you know we know why they're doing this but here's an interesting insight today um particularly governments and politicians are hiring behavioral scientists by the sackville in fact most of the big marketing companies and i think your audience deserves to hear this most of the big companies like apple and google they're hiring not marketing people they're hiring behavioral science wow to use this stuff that's how powerful and how big this is getting but like i said what i wanted to do is share some of this so people don't understand what's going on <laughs> so and i think uh, apple have actually been doing it for years haven't they i mean you know yeah, like yeah. especially with the the prior launch of say the new iPhone or the new iMacBook or whatever it might be. Right. And you know, you've got people queuing up for 20 days before a product comes out and they sleep outside and wow. it's like, I'm going to get my first. It's the status. It's the Apple. Of... It's crazy. Apple is a great, great example. I can give you one. Here's one called, this is a nudge called the halo effect. Huh? Okay. Or it's also can be called, also can be called the anchor effect. Now, what, what the anchor effect is, you can business people, let's do halo first. I'll discuss both. Got it. So halo effect is, do you remember when the Apple Watch first came out and they had a 18 karat gold Apple Watch that was like $25,000? Yeah, I, I remember that. Wasn't it like, wasn't it like the Chinese that were buying them in the thousands or something? Okay, so why do you suppose they were buying that? watch for status status yeah right but here's the interesting thing the halo effect says that if you have a pro because people love status right so if i have a twenty five thousand dollar gold or twenty thousand pounds with your currency yeah. gold apple watch mm -hmm. the halo effect is it makes mine seem more valuable even though it's only five see well but it's, you don't have a $20,000 watch. Yeah, but but I have an Apple watch. <laughs> so Rolex does this too. Like you can get the most expensive Rolex is probably two hundred dollars or $300,000. Yep. Now I don't have that Rolex, but, 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 but this is a Rolex, you know, <laughs> that's halo effect. And as marketers, 
it's kind of what we call an anchor too. If you're a marketer, you can use this. For example, let's say you're a coach or consultant yep. and you're trying to get your fees up and really fees and value is a, a, mostly based on perception because advice that's valuable to one person is useless to the next. But if, and I've actually done this, I was in Singapore speaking at a, an event of mine and I said, you know what? I'm going to use the anchor effect and the halo effect here. I just blurted out as part of what I was saying. I was like, well, my top coaching package is uh, $150,000, you know, which was pretty big. That's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. And what was fascinating. So what I'm doing is what the anchor effect is, is the first price that your client hears is the reference point. Right. So if I throw out a big number like this guy makes 150,000, no, truth be told, I don't have a $150,000 package. I never did, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> I could, I could create one, but what it did was set the tone and everybody all of a sudden is like, oh my God, this is not the garden variety coach here. This guy is halo effect again, that kind of thing. And so what had happened is at that particular event, a guy came up to me, a fellow came up to me and he said, listen, um, I don't think I need a $150,000 package, but what can you do for 20,000 US? Hmm. Out of the blue. I never even offered that. Damn. That's the power of nudging. He just walked up and said, I, you're obviously the real deal. And I am, thank God. But, uh, <laughs> there was, I had made no sales pitch, no presentation, no offer for any kind of coaching service whatsoever. He's just like, can you, can you work with me? How, how does 20,000, what, what can you do with that? So that's the power of using the anchor effect or the halo effect. And every business could do that. You can create a premier product or service that maybe is complete out of range and you never even offer it, but it sets a, a precedent for value as a marketer. You know, that's a really so interesting thought process because one of my questions was all around how can we become more valuable to prospects? And you've just shown a, an example of how to become more valuable in your business, right? And how to increase profitability by like twofold. <laughs> well, it, it, it really like human behavior is so strange because it's really based on perception. Right. And value is in the, just like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So is value. Value subject, you know, though, isn't it really? It re it really is, and the funny thing is, is like I, I, because I've done business coaching all over the world, some of the things that uh, some of the suggestions that I would give clients to help them increase their business would seem to an ordinary person so simple and so obvious, and they're like, "What? You got paid twenty five thousand dollars for that idea, or fifty thousand? <laughs> and I go, "Yeah, well, anybody could have came up with that." And I go, "Well, actually." but they didn't and they did implement it <laughs> and, and, and therein lies the rub right you know it's that old joke about what what the the plumber that comes out to fix you know the guy's basement is filling with water and he doesn't want to pay the plumber because he's too much money and the wife says enough of this nonsense get the pl like, plumber charges them like 500 pounds and the guy's like what the heck i you know because he just comes in and tinkers around and turns a knob and that's it. And, you know, charge 500 pounds. And meanwhile, he's like, I want to see an, you know, I want to see a written invoice. And the plumber is like $10 for turning knob, 490 pounds for knowing where to turn, right? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, 
but yeah, the, if you, again, if you take some of these examples and, and, you know, one of them is offering, we do this all the time, free trials. That's what I call dipping your toe in the pool. Yeah. So all of these things, the more of them, you can use them very, very ethically. These are things that people naturally, naturally gravitate towards. That's the best way to explain it. Makes sense. It's Makes just sense. like, yeah, it's like oof, a brilliant one was when the uh, utility companies started sending you utility bill and comparing you to how your neighbors are doing. How are you <laughs> stacking up against your neighbor's energy use? Yep. You know, talk about a guilt trip. right? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole competition thing. And you're like, you're throwing down the glove. And this is this is what's going on in business right now. It's incredible. So here, here's a thought process, actually, because like, I, I know that some of our listeners there that, you know, all of our listeners have different businesses, they're all in different industries, and they all sell in different ways. And so one of the common ways, obviously, is selling over the phone, whether it be, um, you know, whether, whether it be from a, a warm, a warm call or a warm prospect, or a cold mm -hmm. prospect. How, um, how can nudges be used in phone call conversations in order to, you know, maybe kind of sway someone into maybe even like investing in you? I don't know. But what's your thoughts? Well, again, you can use all of the same th sort of ideas. Yeah. For example, um, I've had I use a philosophy that's it, again, this is a belief system I have where I will walk away from any client if I don't think they're the right one. I don't care how much money they're going to throw at me. Right. Because it's just, to me, for my values, out of integrity. But Absolutely. I use it as a scarcity play. I say, listen, um, I don't know if I can work with you or not. We'll have a discussion. Uh, if it doesn't work out, no big deal. But if we do, you know, and I kind of, I have very much a push away strategy. I push people away. And you know what happens when you push people away? People want things, people want things more. When I was when I was working with a big co coaching organization, of course, you know, because you met me uh, through that venue, uh, they would have me talk about myself as a coach and my background and things like this. And the first thing I tell people is I said, listen, I'm very honored to be here. I think you guys are all wonderful. I just want you to know that I can't help all of you. Uh, my waiting list right now is over six months long. Uh, I can make some priority changes, but we'll have to see how that works out. And they're like, I want that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but because it's what is when I say I've got waiting list for six months, that is social proof and it's scarcity at the same time and so status, I might add. I was going to say it's also um, how is, is positioning also status? Yeah, absolutely. OK, yeah. right. Cool. Um, the other thing that I was going to ask you, actually, I wrote down on here as well, is if you're looking to raise investment, I suppose, doing your pitch presentation to an investor, mm -hmm. a VC, an angel or pr a private equity firm, I suppose in a way, if you're really good at your pitch presentation, you'd put nudges in your presentation. Is, is that true? And how does one apply it? Absolutely. You absolutely do. Well, for one thing, you can make this... The, you can build in a sense of scarcity in fear of missing out on this opportunity. Right. Now, people do that, but quite often they do it the wrong way. They, you know, you don't want to miss out. You don't want to lose out. You know, it, it's like they're trying to sell something. When I try to, for example, if I'm going to sell somebody on 
uh, perhaps working with them to help employ some of these techniques, for example. Right. I don't tell people, I go, listen, you're going to make, if, if you get on here, you're going to make all this, you're going to make 10x and all that stuff. I don't do that. I use scarcity because I say in a way like this, and it's consequential. So what are the consequences of not doing this? For example, we have an investment property here or whatever the investment is, company, organization, say, let me ask you a question. If you pass up on this and it goes big, how are you going to feel about that? See, instead of I'm asking a question like Socrates will, if you make a statement to the primal brain, the primal brain is very afraid of threat. It's always looking for threats. And somebody wanting your money is a real threat. (laughs) (laughs) So if I say, I can do this for you, and yeah, 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 at what cost? So right. rather than making a threat and saying, well, if you don't if you don't sign up here and subscribe to our investment fund, you know, you're going to lose out. And the guys are going to whoever the prospect is, they're going to go get, get bent. Right. But if I ask them, I say, you've taken a look at everything here. Let me ask you a question. If you don't act upon this, how much do you think you stand to lose? How will you feel if this goes really well? Now, I know there's risk, but we've done things to mitigate risk. But how will you feel? If this takes off and you just miss the next gold rush and the next Uber, how will you feel? Because now you're using a nudge to use the primal brain's fear of missing out. It's usually because a person convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. So we can ask a question to do a nudge. Not, I'm not going to tell you how much you're going to lose. I'm going to just ask you how much, how are you going to feel if you lose? I think I've said this once before. There's been more women get married, not because the guy wanted the girl, because he was more afraid of losing her. (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't mean to be, uh, what's the word here? I don't mean to be disrespectful, but people are much more afraid of losing stuff than they are getting it. That's that's a proven fact. In fact, the ratio of loss to reward is two to one. We're two times as more afraid to lose. So, Very cool. Is that a good example? Absolutely. 100% very good example indeed. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, listen, I, I think we could, we could pretty much, you know, take this conversation, you know, for, for, for a long time, because, you know, there's just so much, it's like, it, it, you know, it sparks up your kind of self-awareness. And I'm like, huh, do I really behave in that way? Right? It's like kind of, yes, yes, pre- we do. <laughs> It's like you're a mind reader. Are you got? Are you a mind reader, Les? Is it? Can, can you think in my mind? It's like, how do you know this? You know, you know. I'm sure that some of you guys that are listening, you're probably thinking exactly that. But, um, but listen, uh, this is this. This has been great conversation, and uh, and yeah, uh, I, I hope that for you guys that are listening, by the way, I hope that you've been enjoying what me and Les have been talking about. I've personally found it quite fascinating um and he's given some really good examples about how you could apply it in your business how you could apply it in your copy how you can apply it on a call or a conversation i mean there's so many great ways and here's a food for thought here the next time you're in the supermarket or next time you're out shopping have a look to see how many nudges you can see um, and uh, see what other persuasional tactics, should we say, that people are using or businesses are using in order to sway um, people's buying habits. So, um, so listen, Les, just want to say thanks very much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. 
My pleasure. My pleasure. Absolutely. And by the way, we did this for the greater good of humanity, which, by the way, is another nudge. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Is there any, um, I was going to say to you, just um, in, in terms of like a summary, because I'd like to round it up into like a summary and whatever it is. Do you have like a summary of um, of our conversation and, and how kind of, um, yeah, kind of like a, a cherry on the top, if you like? Well, you know, the one thing I would I would say to people, if you if you really want to employ this in your business, the first thing to do is you actually said it was to just now that you have some self-awareness of these things. Yeah. Now that you have self-awareness, pay attention and see how many are being used in daily life. And once you start, you, you'll start to smart them very, very quickly. And you'll start to understand when you use when you see them. Sorry, I'm a mouth is running faster than I think. <laughs> When you see them used in real life, for example, like I did in that government text, you'll see different ways how they're used in context, mm. how they're used in context. So you can use, because the nudge is used very differently. The reason I mentioned at the very end, the higher purpose and the greater good, um, the entire uh, you know COVID campaign has always been about people nudging for the greater good. That's one of them. Authority is another one. Status is another one. You're in the queue. So there's about six or seven that have been used regularly. So like I said, the great thing to do is take a look at what's going on, just situational awareness and pay attention, particularly if you want to have some fun, listen to your politicians, if you can stand it, and then <laughs> <laughs> and, and watch how many nudges they use. And you'll be, you'll be shocked actually. Yeah. But it will also be a very good lesson to learn how you can employ them uh, ethically in your business. It's good practice, I think, more than anything else, which I which I think is 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 a great thing. So, uh, so I just want to say thanks very much for being on the show today. Uh, for you guys that um, would love to uh, contact Les to learn more about nudges and how you could apply in your business, then feel free to uh, click on his links, social media links below, um, and you can do that. Um, and just mention that when you do uh, message Les or, or reach out to him, please do mention the podcast so he knows exactly where he can put two and two together. And I'm sure that in due time, within a short space of time, he'll be able to reach out to you and and uh, hopefully help you and move you forwards and whatever it is. So um, for our, well, without further ado, just want to say thanks again uh, to Mr. Les Evans. And uh, for you guys that are listening, I hope you've enjoyed today's show and hopefully we'll see you back in again uh, on the next Game Changers Experience. From me and Les, take care and see you soon. Cheers. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Game Changers Experience. I would be gratefully appreciated if you could leave a good or a bad review, doesn't matter, one or a five-star review, whichever you prefer, on any of the platforms, whether it be on Apple, whether it be on Spotify, Podchaser, etc. And please leave a testimonial or review about our podcast. And if you have enjoyed our podcast, then I look forward to seeing you on the next Game Changers Experience. Take care, see you soon, etc. And please leave a testimonial or review about our podcast. And if you have enjoyed our podcast, then I look forward to seeing you on the next Game Changers Experience. Take care, see you soon.